you are listening to the Sweet 929 Podcast Network, only on Spotify. Today's sheet, X's Nose, presented by Sweet 929. All guests appear courtesy of the Tech We Live hotline. We're finally on, we're finally up. It's good to be with everybody, whether you're listening on Spotify or watching on Sweet 929. I'm your host, Chuck Holiday. I don't do this often. This is a rare. I am joined by, this is a lineup here today. I'm joined by the lovely and multi-hyphenate. Where do we start? TV and film producer, former model, former sports analyst, former publicist. It's a lot, right? Am I missing anything? That's enough. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, no, that, that's that's good. Thank you, thank you so much for uh, having me on today. I'm excited. For this. <laughs> we have a guest host in the building. My guy, always, always, always looking out for people. Resident relationship coach. I remember when you were a talent manager. Resident yes, relationship sir. coach, Chad Scott. My guy. Thank you for having me. Going good, like you said. Um, talent management now in this new world of I've been doing it all my life though. But uh, you know, let me finally add just two to the two belt in a sense and help people more when it comes to relationship with dating. But it's all good though. It's needed. It's needed in this day and age. You ain't lying about that. The format of this show is pretty much we're not going to be a mean spirited show. We're not doing any of that stuff. Um, any of other shows doing that want to kind of put things in perspective, focus on things that we can all kind of understand and relate to a little bit more than just kind of gaslighting and we'll keep along those lines and hopefully this won't be a train wreck. <laughs> How was everybody's week though? Man, it was good so far. I was just telling you guys um, before we started that we are in the middle of a, a storm we're in Boston here. We're getting about a foot again. So we've got three feet before. We got six inches last week and we are now getting another foot today as we speak so you know this is a this is a great time to be able to create and uh to kind of break bread with some with some really really uh interesting individuals and some you know people that i admire so Brad, everything's good with you everything's good so i'm in new york city so the week been work-wise been fine but people ready to come outside so it's that part right now it's like all right some of the mandates been lifted a little bit. People got more breathing room. I'm still reading the room myself, but it's good. So this week been a good week. Um, I may go out a little bit um, after this. It's nice outside on my end. I don't have no snow, so apologize for that. <laughs> and here is just the wild, wild west. I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's the wild, wild west. I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. For those of you listening, I was in Seattle, of course, this week, handling some other business from my other company. Took care of a couple of things out there. Outfitted, shout out to the Seattle Thunderbirds Junior Hockey League team. Outfitted them with some ties and pocket squares. That was real nice. So nice. Yeah. yeah. You know, trying. So this format is pretty easy. Um, we're gonna talk about topics that are post-dating, traumatic experiences, healing, relationship, PTSD, and what I like to call CSS common sense shit. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. We will begin with obviously the big topic in the news right now, and this is not really a good look on any level. Polarizing couple in the news, polarizing married couple that is, is dealing with a divorce. 
and the judge has pretty much had to enter this fray regarding these two polarizing figures. One is a Chicago rapper. The other is, of course, a polarizing reality star. The reality star has asked for a judge to pretty much relate a message that Chicago rapper needs to accept that, quote unquote, our marital relationship is over. This is a very polarizing topic that has had everybody divided on a lot of different elements of this. We're not gonna bring up the names because it doesn't matter at that point. I think this is really breaking down the relationship aspect of this. Chad, I'm gonna start with you. You you are a coach here. So we're gonna bring kind of the gaslighting element of this. And is this too far? It, it, it has, has this gone too far because of the media relations to this? I'll say this. When it comes to marriage and divorce, it's ugly, right? And a lot of times we focus on women and divorce with the kids and how that works. But a lot of men, identity also is being a husband. And in those moments is now, I want my family back. It sounds like, it sounds good. You like fight for what you want. But whenever this shit is over, like you said, the romantic part is over. You have to learn how to die with honor and try to be a co-parent. Because you try to say, I want the family back, or I'm fighting for my kids, it's more about the aesthetics. I'm fighting for my wife and the family, but if she don't want to be there no more, you have to now detach yourself and now focus on how to be a good co-parent and not be toxic. So I think that what happens a lot of times is that the couple is using the media to help their narrative, but it's doing more harm than good. So, it, but then you start seeing social media where people are championing it. Like, if a man don't do that, he don't really want me. So it's one of the things where it's feeding into that narrative of how a healthy relationship looks like. And yes, it does suck when a divorce happens that both women and men go through what they're going through because, you know, you're religious, whatever, you understand that, soul tie. And now you're pulling the soul as divorce. It makes people feel a certain kind of way. So you definitely got to be honest and understand that the, more, the relationship and marriages can't be savage. Then you have to work on being a co-parent, but a lot of egos is involved in this. And Shonda, I'm going to bring this to you. Obviously, you have worked in media. You've worked on both sides. You've worked in TV. You've actually been a publicist. So you've had to deal with <laughs> shenanigans and headaches like this. And you've obviously been in relationships yourself. Rumored with me, of course. But obviously, we're not going to go there. But it, how is it to watch something like this play out? And, and we're going to throw the names and the reputations out of this. Just to watch a man do this publicly it, it, this is scary. This is borderline dangerous. It, uh, how would you feel dealing with something like this, constantly having to wake up and you don't know what the hell you're going into? First of all, uh, you know, it's like a car wreck, right? Like you really don't want to watch it, but you can't turn away from it, you know, as, as an insider. And let's just take away, you know, who we're talking about, like you said, the names. It's embarrassing. At some point, you're just, you know, I feel really bad for them because being in a situation like that, and, and I have been in similar situations where it's like, you just don't know what to do because you feel for the person. You know, you've loved this person, you have a relationship with this person. You know, ultimately you want to hope that there was a, a friendship and a care at one point, but now it's like, you know, when you know that the person needs help, what can you do about it? You know, because now it's like, she just obviously wants to move on with her life you know, and move on to the next phase. And then there's children involved. It's ugly, it's just really ugly. Just watching the whole thing, I just, <laughs> just pray for them. Like, like hopefully, the, hopefully they can come to an amicable uh, 
uh, understanding and just be able to move on to the next I, I don't think that's possible at this point. I think this is going to continue to get ugly. Um, unfortunately, you know, he's a mess. And and when you have somebody like that in this, this kind of scenario, it's tough to watch. It, even, you know, as a friend, you know, if this was a friend, this, this would be tough to watch. You can't tell them anything. They don't want to hear anything. But Shonda, yeah. it, it, really touching on the women's perspective of this, how do you remedy such ignorant, I'm gonna call it what it is, ignorant ghetto gaslighting? How do you remedy this in terms of just finding a piece out of this to yourself because you can't really retreat with so much because this is all over the place. I don't really know if you can. I mean, I think you, the the key is to having, you know, a good team behind you, family, friends. That's really it because I mean, we're talking about somebody who doesn't have any privacy. You've given up, basically, given up your privacy. You you open your personal life. You know, for and this is for this on the celebrity end, but uh, as a regular person or a normal day to day person, you have to rely on your family and your friends, you know, and I mean, at this point, where do you where do you draw the line? You have to figure out who you're dealing with first. Is this person a danger? Is this something that maybe you need to get, you know, some type of authorities involved to draw a line for you? Or is it something that, you know, is it is it not necessarily as deep where you know, you have to get that person's family. I don't, I don't know. It's there's just so many levels. I mean, for me, it becomes traumatizing. You know, it becomes trauma at some point. And so dealing with the trauma, you know, I, if I were if I were giving some type of advice, I would definitely say I would be talking to a mental health professional because, you know, you're going to get all the advice in the world from everybody. But you have to start with yourself first, you know, in order to take care of your own personal health, then you have to take care of your your family. You know your children you have to make sure that their mindsets are are balanced you know because it becomes hard to be able to see past that back to you chad obviously she just brought up something that was very key here mental health we as men usually look down upon mental health it's a class thing almost like COVID. how hard is it to make these guys make men us men really understand the value in therapy to understand the value in even just self-healing because it's a class thing people really feel particularly men we feel almost as if this is really low class yeah so what happens when it comes to mental health i think a lot of men basically general people do it survival technique right survival with men I'm upset, I'm mad, so I'm gonna use sex to try to relieve my stress or my anger or, or prove that I'm a man, right? Nice. So now, when it, we think that's the remedy, so we have to understand this is not working. This pattern, we have to break the pattern. And now, more, let's say black people are getting more into mental health now, but it's still more we gotta understand that it don't mean you're crazy, it just means that you just have to process things differently to get different results. So I think the shame of it, even back in the day, just pray to God about it. Yes, prayer works, but you also have to do the work. So I think that as we just have to understand where that whole just acting out, being yelling or using sex is not going to be the remedy to actually heal. So I think that we just do have a lot of self-reflecting. As men, we have to really look at it like, listen, that's not forcing someone to be with us or forcing because we want something. If it's not there no more, we have to understand how to dial on it and understand we can still have hurt and pain, but we need to process it in a better way. And I think that's what we gotta learn. Like the ways we've been doing it is not working.
I love that you said, um, Chad, I love that you said uh, using sex to heal, because I think that that's one thing that, you know, from a woman's perspective, we don't necessarily think of it that way. You know, we, you know, I think it's a, we can all agree that women are always constantly having the conversation about men wanting to have sex, you know, for pleasure or for this and that. But a lot of times we don't think of it as, as being used for healing or, or to cope, you know, from healing. So I think that's a really interesting point that you brought in. Donda, do you think that after something like this, if this were maybe in a situation with you, would you be able to accept somebody that can maybe try to change their ways after all of this? I think the damage is done, you know, because I believe that when it becomes a trauma like this to your family and to yourself, it becomes hard to be able to see that. I mean, that, a lot of work has to go into that in order to be able to um, process it, number one, and understand. And then, you know, it really is up to the person, the person who's doing the work, like Chad said, like, is he actually doing the work? Is, you know, and, and then rebuilding that trust is an entirely different, you know, different animal on top of it. I, th I mean, for me, I would hope for the best for, you know, at least to be able to communicate and co-parent efficiently. It's a mess. It's a complete mess. Moving on, this is, oh, this is gonna be very interesting here. For our listeners on Spotify, I'm gonna read this out. This is from Stefan Speaks. And this is an interesting statement here. Stop giving do-overs to people who treat you like leftovers. I don't even know where to start with this. Uh, you say repeat that one more time for the people in the back. Repeat that, Spotify, let's repeat this. Stop giving do-overs to people who treat you like leftovers. I don't even know where to start with this one because there's so many elements to this. Chad has already got the brain going here. Sean, you, you don't even want to be bothered with this. Um, <laughs> I will say this, and, and look, look, I will say that, you know, things like this are very tricky because there's so many different layers to exes and how you really correspond with them post-relationship. I think that sometimes we tend to just feel like, well, next is a breakup, it's over, it's done, that's that. And, and that's not always the case. You know, you can sometimes make something work with somebody after the fact. And I think that we don't give that chance that people can heal. I mean, not everybody, <laughs> but people can heal. I don't know if that's something that is a cultural thing with us. Or, or what, you know, I'm thankful that I am cool with all of my exes, you know, um, and I've had no issues here. I've, I've had no no problems whatsoever. In fact, um, I even had an ex that recently connected me to her other ex for us to work together. And, and she even just put me up for a uh, job at a TV network recently. So I don't have problems with my exes, but looking at this from the other side of the fence, Shonda, how is this, how does this even, like, do you think that men can change after a relationship with really not much dialogue that has been established between y'all? I'd like to open it up and say people just in general. Um, and I think the missing key is time. I think time changes people. And that, you know, you go through the through life experiences and that can change you. And I will never say I would never get back together with an, with an ex. I think that that's really shallow minded. 
I haven't gotten back together with an ex in many years. However, I do realize that at this point in life, I'm really different than I was, say, 10 years ago. A completely different person. So, you know, and, and you know, I, I believe the same about a lot of the people that are in my circle. Who knows, you know, you might rekindle something with that person and realize, you know, we were really different then and, and the values that I had then, I didn't really, I didn't really think about this, but you know, now I've changed and this is not my new perspective. So I think that the opportunity is always open, you know, it, it's up to us whether we want to make the decision or not. I think it could work. It doesn't, it, can it work every time? No, probably not. But there are going to be those instances where, you know, I've seen people who've gotten, you know, broken up and then gotten into, you know, gotten married down the line. And now their relationships are better than they were, you know, when they thought it was good back in the day. Chad, you're a relationship expert here. You're a coach. You have watched many relationships. You've actually watched some of mine. <laughs> <laughs> what do you make of this? Because is, is this, I, I get that, you know, from a guy's perspective, you know, we look at things a little kind of differently in terms of what we value and, you know, the women kind of have to go along with this. I mean, this is a both sides thing, correct? Yeah, but all right, let me do this real quick. So, you know how when it comes to God egos in time, we feel like once we had it, we could always have her, right? We feel like once she was my girl, once I, come on, I could always get her back if I wanted her, right? This so is news to me. This is news to me. So I'm taking this in. I'm taking this okay. in. So guys have an ego. Sometimes we just want to see, and that's why with the quote about coming back with somebody treating you bad, sometimes we would check in with you just to see the vibe, see can you still got it, can you still have that hold on you that we have with you, right? So this is why I always talk about it. it's so important when men and women, I talk about it more when women, because women want to talk about relationships, where the more you love yourself, the less fuckery you will entertain, right? So the more you have to do the work and really love yourself, become your own skin and not come from a place of lacking, so if you come from a place of loneliness or whatever you come from, you're going to attract to the act of someone that makes you feel good, almost like a band-aid, right? And we already know nostalgia is a hell of a drug. So mm -hmm. once we break up with someone, it's familiar. I don't want to learn somebody else with their favorite color. I don't want to go the process again. But this is an opportunity to fall in love with yourself. So now you fall in love with yourself. You could go back and what you said earlier where you made different time change, right? So what happens what happens then you hey y'all trying to go back to where you left off y'all gotta redate each other he's like allow me to reintroduce myself and make sure that we aligned right now or we compatible because what we was last two three years ago we may not be the same person we may not be totally different now and we just go up in nostalgia or the comfort or everybody know us already nah like you gotta do the work and i think that when it come to training standard because even with exes the english in general if you go and still entertain and still be with someone you have to have the conversation you have to talk about what happened why we broke up yeah it was my what the fun time remember the time with the six flags remember the time no remember the time you cheated on me oh you know what i'm saying like we're gonna have to really talk about it and see where we grow from we're just trying to get caught up in nostalgia so yeah i think that is doable then you ask i call it recycling bin it's doable but there's work now we got to reinduce each other to what we're doing what our goals are and are we compatible and I may love you, but still have feelings for you, but we just may not be able to be together. So it, it's layered. There's a lot of layers with it, but I always talk about accountability, but like you have to set the tone on how you love yourself and how this new relationship gonna look now, even though it's with your ex. I love that. The word. I don't, I don't do the ex thing. I mean, once it's over, it's over. You move on. I mean, <laughs> it's like going back to a cold Big Mac. So you never my... know, though. You never know. You may, you may meet the one person that changes that for you. You know. Never know.
Life's not over yet. No. I will say <laughs> this, that definitely one of the things that I think that we have a problem with in terms of really understanding that everything that you see with other couples isn't for you. And I, I, I don't know why we don't we don't understand that sometimes that we don't really have to have what Sierra and Russell Wilson have, you know, or what JLo and insert whoever have. <laughs> Everybody doesn't have to have that. And I think that I feel like, am I wrong here, but I feel like social media has really damaged what we view now as goals because everything is not for everybody. I mean, am I wrong here? Social media has ruined so much, <laughs> so many things and just implemented ideas and gave, you know, ways growth to things that definitely, you know, sometimes just don't need to be there. I mean, we, first of all, I'm not, I wake up every morning, I look, I look in the mirror. I'm not, I don't, I know I'm not Jennifer Lopez. I don't pretend to be Jennifer Lopez. So I, and I don't pretend yeah, to have her life. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. But I'm not going to try to emulate her relationship. I think there's a real danger in that and looking at things and to just emulate, like you said, and mirror these relationships and, and these goals. And, you know, we, we're only seeing one, one fold. Uh, we're, we're seeing what they want to show us. We're not seeing what's actually there, you know, and that's the dangers of it. You know, we have all worked in the industry and we know, you know, the biggest part of the job of the publicist is to create the narrative for you, not show you the real true narrative, but really actually exists. You know, so we're, you know, we've got so many young people now that are looking, not just young people, just people in general, but looking at these things and um, looking up to these relationships and these celebrities and then on the you know opposite side of it they're on the opposite side living the truth and they're still unhappy so you know i just think it's really dangerous all around you just have to really learn to be authentic and learn what's authentic for you and yourself very good point very good point now, i'm not going to add on to that moving on this is a topic that uh shonda i think that you'll probably relate to a little bit here we'll read this for the spotify people random my fellow tall ladies do you feel like tall men are not interested in you and you can go for shorter women? Asking because this is apparently a thing. A lot of tall women are saying that tall men do not approach them and make it a point to pass them over and go after the petite women in their circle. However, this has never been my experience. This is her. So curious to hear different perspectives. Now, obviously, for the people that are listening in on Spotify, Shonda, you are uh, coming in at probably about 5'11". Yeah. That's not it. Oh, no, that's a beautiful thing, Shonda. Don't, don't, don't be, no, that's a beautiful thing. No, no, I, I love my height. You know, back in the day, growing up, I, that was a really big insecurity of mine was, you know, just being tall. I was in, I think when I was in fifth and sixth grade, I was, the same height as my teacher, which doesn't really seem like a big deal, but when you're that age and everyone else is a lot shorter than you and you're, this, you know, something with the mentally, there's, there's a, I feel like there's a way that you get treated when you're the same height as the teacher. You know, I got over that and, you know, now I, I actually enjoy my height. But uh, to your point, I never really, I never really experienced, I never thought about whether it would be tall men, not, 
you know, going for somebody shorter just because of the height. I never thought of it as a height thing, but I could see that. I mean, I see a lot of tall men dating shorter women. And, you know, my first thought when you when we first talked about this a little bit behind the scenes was this has to be a self-esteem thing because there is research that suggests that height, you know, and we see it all the time, whether it's in film and photography and on television, you know, the way you're angling has a lot to do with your thought process behind the scene. So, you know, it makes you feel more, you have more confidence when you're looking down on someone. Like that is, that is, that's a fact. I think I actually pulled up an article that was in a, one of the psychology uh, American Psychological Association, and they talked about that. And they were talking about how um, even now, like people who are taller get paid more. And it's just, it's it's starting to become a lot. I've never noticed this until you brought this to my attention. So now I'm starting to wonder, is, is this the real thing where men, you know, in order to make themselves feel a little bit more confident are choosing to date women who are shorter? I, I don't- uh, I'd love to hear from you too. Well, I, I'm gonna let Chad marinate on that one. I, I will say for me, and, and I'm just being, you know, just being transparent here. I've always dated mostly taller women. Um, I don't, I can't remember the last time I dated anyone less or more than five inches shorter than me. I'm, I'm only 5'11", but again, you know, you're talking about, you know, much shorter and I don't, I can't remember the last time I've gone that short. Um, it's got to be 20 something years. I've dated a wide variety of, of height. I've gone even as far as six foot eight. Look, I've dated older women. I've dated mostly older women. It's always been tall, 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 tall. Chad, is this a, is this something that you see that's a regular thing or? Well, I'll say this, you know how people always, you have preferences, right? So people have preferences. And you hear a lot of women do say, I want a six foot tall guy. You hear women because they want to feel safe. They want to feel his big arms around them and feel the type of way. But short guys or shorter guys are getting married in the game relationships. So it's one thing where I guess her experience of women in general, the tall women feel like tall guys don't holler at them. You have to find the tall guy where you into it. That's part of your preference. Now it sucks that your preference is you tall, you want a tall guy and you can't find them. You gotta do more work now, but I don't think it's gonna be in or be or that now you just gotta settle. Nah, you gotta find your tribe, you gotta find your people. But I, ne I never, women say that they want the six foot, but I saw guys with charm and find ways to navigate that. So I don't think it's gonna end. You may have to do more work though, if your dating pool's smaller. But yeah, I don't see it as uh, a um, crop of help in a sense. I, I've always dated men that were shorter. Um, I've probably dated a mix of everybody, but I'm not one of those people that isn't going to date someone because he's not tall or tall. And that's a deal breaker. Right, that's not a deal breaker for me, especially if the person is, you know, personality is hitting, you know, they're good looking, vibe is just on, you know, of course, why would you turn somebody away if that's the case? Um, but I, well, I do think it's Shonda, You'd be surprised, Sean, that people are turning, turning people away because they don't have the, an iPhone. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, the 20, 2020s, something different. So. <laughs> no, go ahead. Sorry, I interrupt. Go ahead. Oh, no. So, I, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting to hear that. But I think you're right. I think it is. Um, it does have to do with a preference. But it does also, I do believe that there is some sort of psychological um, thing that is, that is, you know, toward it. Because having somebody look up to you makes you feel confident. Also, somebody looking down on you, you know, makes you feel more confident, you know. And so, 
you know, I don't know. Could, that could be part of it. Yeah, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. X's Nose, presented by Sweet 929. All guests appear courtesy of the Tech We Light Hotline. Chuck Holiday, Shonda Foster, and Chad Scott. Chad Scott here. I always like saying that. <laughs> We're going to do a segment called X Out of This or Oh, Okay, Cool. Pretty much a couple of things here that we're looking at that eh, 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 it could go either way. Spotify got you on the audio, so we'll go from there. The first one is Shannon Sharp. Two dates is enough to understand or figure out if we get, I guess if somebody wants to get married or whatever like that, I'll play a little bit of the clip. How many times you need to go on a date with somebody before you realize, Skip, we ain't compatible? You don't need to skip. You don't need to go out for two years, three years. No, 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 no. We go out a first couple of times and every time, you know, well, I don't want this. I don't like that. I don't want to go there. Uh, why you watch this? I don't hear anything on the television. Why you got to watch TV with no sound? Why is the dog on the bed? Whoa, okay, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't need two years of that. I need two two days of that. That's a lot here. You exiting out of this. Uh, we'll go with you, Shonda, first. You, where are you going with this? I love this video. This <laughs> 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 is always keeping it 100. Like, so I'm in agreement with him on that. I'm, I'm with him because I'm not spending, I may know, I, they always say, you know, you're going to know whether you're going to sleep with the guy in the first five minutes. If I'm not going to be with you, I already know. In the first, it takes two times for me to know. I, it takes me two times. It might even be less than that. You just know. I think when you get to a certain age and you kind of, you know what you're looking for and you kind of, you know, obviously it, with age too, you're asking the right questions and you're, you're feeling the person out. I mean, yeah, I think it just gets easier the older you get for me. Yeah, I think that when it comes to dating, I think it's definitely a, it's, when you really understand what you're looking for, what you want, as I, like I said earlier about alignment and how important alignment is, right? So yeah, just you may be some differences. You may have to grow a certain way or we have to move a certain kind of way. But if we have some type of seminars of what we're looking for, what the future looks like, we could tell dating-wise, first two dates is that are we gelling right? You know, I understand nervousness, I understand those things, but we could see early on, okay, I could, yeah, we not compatible. But what happens is we see potential, right? And now people want to fall in love with potential a lot. And be like, let's try again, let's try again, let's, let's try to force it. And this is when exactly. things happen. And then, I think know, one thing that you said is actually is, is exactly right too. If I'll add to it, if if we go on two dates and I'm still feeling that it's that I'm like, oh, okay, I'm liking the direction that it's going in. Okay, then we go on more dates. It's probably not going to be two years after two years of like, you know, official dating. I'm looking at you like, okay, so what are we doing after one? I try to give one year to see where we one year to evaluate to see where we're at. Uh -huh. Okay. And, but you know, if I'm dating you in one day, one day, if it's just not happening, it's just not happening. You know, I'll, I'll take into consideration, you know, the nervousness because, you know, maybe I'm nervous, maybe you're nervous. So maybe a second date, but after two dates, I think, you know, if it's just not happening. I'll put you on the hot seat. Do you believe in chemistry, instant chemistry? Maybe not love at first sight, but do you believe in instant electric chemistry? Yes. Always good yeah. to know that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I love it. Love at first sight, absolutely not. I think it's too easy. No, no, no. I don't. I don't. But instant chemistry, yeah. You know, you you're looking for a spark, so you know something that you kind of build off of. If it's not there, so sometimes it's just not there. 
Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Moving on, we have another clip. And boy, this is interesting. Uncle Earl spoke <laughs> on... <laughs> Uncle Earl spoke on um, his, you know, I guess, interest in younger women and kind of related to that and money and, you know, making sure that the money works for him to get the younger women. Spotify, we're gonna play this clip. Arnetta would be dead as hell 10 minutes after I put my hand on Arnetta. Why? She too old, she can't cut the mustard. Mother, please. I done told you. Come on now. Look, baby, I stay in good shape. I eat good, I sleep good, I get plenty of rest. Take all my vitamins. So, so what's the average age of the woman that you date? At least 27, 28, 30 years old. Girl, yeah. I don't believe that. Well, what the, uh, what the young woman want with an old man? Money. But what about the ones that got money? Want more money. No. I ain't never had no problem, baby. Let me tell you something. I go with damn near anybody I really want to. Could mm. I approach them respectfully? If a man want to know how to meet a nice woman, how he meet her? With this. <laughs> First damn word come out your mouth, I got money. <laughs> but those not respectable women. I don't want no respect. I want some ass. Damn the respect. Show me what you're working with. But don't you want commitment? What? Go who? You go don't want to be committed. <laughs> I'm committed to getting her to that bedroom and giving her what she need and let her go. No, no, no baby, no. That's because you don't want to listen to her because she young and she ain't got nothing in her head. So you I need don't. an older woman your age. Y'all can talk about what I'm politics. For, you could talk about what I'm looking for. The not in 70s, her head. the 80s. You could talk about growing up. What I'm looking for ain't in her head. Chad. Uh, <laughs> Are you exiting out of this, or is this is this so okay? Because he at least knows what he wants. All right. So you ever heard of comedian um, Country Wayne? Yeah. He have a character like Buddy, right? And Buddy wanted to talk about the money. He shows the money. So there's people that think like this, right? They feel like I'm older. I know the woman wants the money, so I'm going to leave with money. But what I tell people all the time is, um, in relationships in general, even with guys, right? When you when you date, you have to be mindful of how you date, right? Because if you date in and try to love bomb her or try to wow her outside your budget, you can't get mad when they feel a way that you can't provide the lifestyle you claim you have. So you go crazy on the date in the places, the spots to try to love bomb her, and then two months in, three months in, you can't maintain that. You can't get feel like she's selfish or not that her hand is still out there because that's how you introduce the relationship. So he's looking at the same point. I understand I'm not an attractive man, but I know money give me a leverage. It's my however. You know that? Like an ugly, but however. He's like, yo, I know I'm old, but this money going to work. But he said it. He don't want a quality woman. He want what he wants. It's lame, but if you like it, I love it in the sense of he, he's tracking what you're tracking. But God in general, if you think you want to leave with money, please understand that's not the best way when you want to stab something for real. Shonda, is that money enough for you to even consider looking at somebody like their, you know, Kofi Cerebo, Idris Elba? <laughs> I mean, does he, does, does the money so now all of a sudden have him looking like Michael Ely here? Absolutely not. 
I just, my whole thing, I, I just had so many, so many thoughts about this. I just was, you know, not no judgment because I believe everybody lives their life however they however they are, and you learn your lessons as you go. But to Chad's point, you can't be mad at her down the line if circumstances change and you can't keep up with it. Also, you know, and, and I'm not trying to co-sign this, but get an escort if that's the case. You know, you don't want the headache. Just get the go out, go out and just. You can just go out and, and get yourself a high a high a high level escort if that's the case because you don't want the headache you don't want you you clearly don't like women you just want them for what they're for that's exactly what you're saying so if, why, why why impede into somebody else's personal life who may be looking for what they're looking for yeah but but like I said a lot of time what happens a lot of time with guys like that they want to try to get below low. So they're trying to do it for $40, $60. Escorts are going to cost too much. Fuck Earl. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to have a headache in the end, right? That's 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 the, that's the supposed to be what the allure is, right? But the budget, you want the homie discount, though. That's why. <laughs> I'm maxed out. I'm maxed out. I'm maxed out. I'm maxed out. <laughs> My God. that that's That's got to be tough. Um, I Look, I... Well, disclaimer, I'm 45. I turn 46 soon, probably by the next episode. So I can't see me with somebody even uh, two thirds of my age, let alone half of my age. Uh, Uncle Earl's looks like he's probably pushing, he's probably pushing high blood pressure age. So. Looks like he was gonna hurt himself getting out the car. <laughs> <laughs> How are you gonna keep up with a 20 year old woman? He's not I gonna mean, be able to. He's not gonna be able to keep up with a twenty-year-old woman on text, let alone in person. So, <laughs> hey, everybody's life. Everybody's life is everybody's life. So. Oh my God, that is rough. I don't know if I can even kind of even sum that up in a nutshell, other than get an escort. Guys, we're gonna wrap this up. Phrases of the month that we're going by. I'll start with you, Shonda, ladies first. You know, it just it's 2022. We're in a new a new year. I'm just trying to remain in the present so I can just enjoy every single day. Scott. Yes. Um for me, I always this is my thing I always talk about all the time. Controller controllable. I think I said just show up for the day, win the day. Just control the controllable is my phrase of the week. Just control what's what's headed. Like you said before, trying to be in present. Sounds good. Go Appreciate the both of y'all on here. Chad Scott. You are at Chad Scott here, correct? Yes. Shonda, you are at Shonda Sounds Off, correct? Yes. Make sure I'm right on that one. And I am actually at <laughs> Chuck Holiday, and that's two L's. I want to thank Tech We Like, our sponsor, X's and O's, the date sheet X's and O's, that is, presented by Sweet929. You can catch all of these episodes as well as a whole bunch of other stuff over at Sweet929.tv. Until next time. 